0: Kia ora, koto everyone. Welcome to Queenstown Live podcast. Um, it's snowing. <laughs> it's, uh, I think it's September. I know it's 2020 because, you know, we all know that. Um, I'm here with the lovely Autumn learner who is a social impact connector, um, currently in Seattle. Um, welcome. How am I? How are you? Hi,
1: I'm all right. <laughs> So, um, I don't know how to answer that question. No, 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 days, it's but... all
0: good. Because I always start my podcast with how are you and then how are you? So you can answer that however you wish with uh, extendedness or, or shortness good um, is also fine.
1: Yeah, um, well, I'm all right. Like, I'm someone who lives in the gray area and sees the context. And so, like, look, I'm really grateful I've got shelter. I've got food. I have my health, my family and my partner, like the essentials. Yeah. Really underneath all of that, there's all sorts of layers of trauma and just, uh, I mean, we're debating on if we're at the the low grade ongoing depression or escalating or graduating to the mid grade. Um, I live in the United States. It's, really heavy here. Yeah. And uh and my partner's from Mexico and we're in an election year and there's just all sorts of things. So it's a lot to emotionally manage.
0: It is a lot, right? And then and a friend of mine said the other day, do you know, I just I just can't seem to get on with stuff. And I was like, dude, <laughs> dude. Like do you know, can, can we please remember where we're at at the minute? And just yeah. getting up and brushing your teeth is pretty good at the minute. So, and you've got a toddler and 10 jobs. And we're also, um, we're coming up for an election next month. So in two weeks. Um, and there's a lot of shit flying around as there usually is. So, um, yeah, I think we need to remember and gather our good people around us lots because that's really important
1: we have to really, like, give ourselves grace um, and, and just be able to be okay with things. One thing I am grateful for is that conversations around, like, mental health and how we're doing, like, it's not so much behind the scenes anymore. I don't feel like people are compartmentalizing as much in terms of just like, I'm okay, I'm fine, which I always take that to be like a bunch of BS anyways, if you tell me you're fine, it means you're not doing well. But in this context, I mean, like at work, just on Friday, like, people are talking about mental health, how we can support each other, like it comes up in business meetings that I have, like, it's not taboo anymore, like, everybody is impacted by what's going on in the world yeah. in some shape or form
0: totally so um currently for you i don't want to dwell on covid but we're going to talk about it anyway so um <laughs> wh- where are you at with that are you allowed to leave because the last time we spoke which we'll talk about your project in a minute but you were i think you were inside um what wh- yeah. were you allowed to do now
1: Well, there's what we're allowed to do, and then there's what we choose to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the policies in the states are really inconsistent, depending on where you're at in the country. Um, So what we're allowed to do is we are allowed to go out. um, There is universal masking in terms of policy. Like, if you're out in public, you should be wearing a mask. you know, so shops are open, restaurants are open, although there's, I don't even know what the the guideline is now, but, you know, it's certain percentage that can be inside. Most people are still choosing to be outside. You know, we're just going into the autumn, so the weather is still okay enough where you can, like, eat and drink outside, Um, and, you know, people can gather to a certain extent I don't even know what the regulation is right now, but or even what phase we're in. It's like I've lost track. We've called it pandemic purgatory because we've basically just been in this long like plateau of cases going down a little bit and then increasing like our transmission and our test positivity is still technically too high for us to uh, be as free as you all are in New Zealand right now. So what we have chosen to do is basically just stay home. Like um, I on average might leave the house once a week to go to the market or, you know, last weekend it was a friend's 75th birthday. So we went out and, you know, social distance outside and masks and whatnot, but otherwise we stay home. Like it doesn't, it actually feels less safe here to go out with the COVID transition than it felt in say May, because in May we were in like real lockdown yeah um now it just people have gotten tired and sloppy and i don't know i'm not interested in getting it i'm not interested in spreading it so i'm trying to do my part my mom's immunocompromised so like we have just been i joke that i i've never characterized myself as a quote-unquote conservative (laughs) the pandemic has brought out the conservative in me in this strange way that i'm just like no i'm not going out i'm just gonna (laughs) stay inside and we're okay and and look we're fortunate to do that like it's a privilege that we can work from home and not everybody can there are lots of people who have to go out in order yeah. to, like yeah. earn a, a living
0: but we're social so. beasts right so we like yeah. to say we want to be with other people we get bored we get grouchy we get you know and and that whole up and down thing i think that's what happened here because we like we were all like yay no cases yay and then they found some again so we went into like but i think the thing here is it's very quick and it's very clear so it's like right we're moving into this tomorrow that's it you're in back in again and everyone kind of was like um and because there's two islands they obviously did kind of different between the two um well actually auckland was its own thing but then it was like it's gonna be this day you just don't go out you don't go there you don't go there you stay at home and then by this day you're back it's fine but but you just yeah. everyone just gets like oh can't you know and and it's like we I, New Zealand is is a pretty conservative country even though people think it isn't it is and but people get a bit like I'm not doing that I'm not wearing masks like no don't believe it it's not real it's not true um Yeah, Yeah. I mean,
1: we have plenty of that here. I think we're in a bit of a bubble where we live, but we're in a super bubble because we've just bubbled ourselves inside this house. And and look, yeah, it is, you know, slowly probably driving us mad. I mean, before the pandemic, like, I'm an extroverted person. I like people. I like to travel. I'd like to look forward to things. My partner's the same. Like, we sit around at home and stare at each other and talk about, you know, parties that we miss. And Uh, we can only, (laughs) we can only do that cycle for so long. Yeah. Um, but you know, looking at it long term, like, and we'll get into this, but my, my work is squarely in the pandemic. Like I, I see what's going to happen in the long road that we're on. And, and so, you know, I'm not, I'm not just waiting for it to, there's, there's not returning back to a normal, like we're adapting, but we have to be able to take care of ourselves socially because the pandemic has clarified for me, and I think a lot of us, our values, and yeah, we need each other.
0: Yeah, and I, I also, like, I talked to my parents, and they were like, yeah, but Jane, you know, at what point do we go back to normal? And I was like, well, regardless of COVID, like, we've created climate change, we've created, like, this is going to be the normal in the future, we're not going to be able to go outside, it's going to be too hot, we get, there's going to be fires everywhere. You know, there's going to be plastic up to our eyeballs. There's Like, th- this is actually, a, a, you know, we're, we're looking down the barrel of the future. So, and we've done that. That's our fault. So, if we want to create a world where my child can be outside, then this is actually, regardless of COVID, we have to start thinking about what that looks like. And they were like, I've never thought of that. <laughs> well, well, yeah. So that's i think they, they asked a, they did a bit of a poll in new zealand about the future and what was the the pivotal thing that was on people's minds and it wasn't COVID it was climate change and it was like
1: mm-hmm.
0: regardless of what that is doing this is here and if we want to save the beauty that everybody talks about in this country outside this country we have to do something right away because we're screwed otherwise like
1: totally you know And all of this is connected like uh, two weeks ago. So, you know, we're here in Seattle, west coast of the United States, like the wildfires have been really, really, really horrible. And um, I think this past week was really tough because Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away in the US and that has sent us down a whole other traumatic rabbit hole. But two weeks prior to that, I mean, we were literally socked in with smoke. Yeah. And it's, you know, I've lived on the West coast of the U S my whole life. It was the worst it's ever been. You know, we, we had to like close all the doors, close all the windows, and still the air quality inside the house, just because we live in a drafty old house was in the red. You know, we have like one of those Dyson air filters, like really, really horrible. And we couldn't physically leave the house for a week. And this is, it's like, if we, if we already felt that like, existential trapped feeling like this compounded it. I mean, we in theory can see the water from where we live and we can barely see the apartment building across the street, it was that bad. And and there were a couple days where we were like off the charts on the air quality. So like, they weren't even measuring it anymore. Like it was so toxic Um, and it was even worse in Portland like where the sky was like red and looked like Mordor down there. I mean, so this it's real you're right and we have you know we can sit around and bitch and moan about it or actually make changes in our lives
0: right yeah totally so in terms of your amazing project um apart um do you want to talk to me about that because that was the first that was the reason why I found you well I was directed towards you by an amazing friend of mine Catherine um do you want to talk to me about what what that is and the and the first one that's come out
1: yeah, so, um, you know, I think so many of us, our lives changed during the pandemic. Uh, and my husband and I uh, found ourselves both unemployed for the first time as adults grown up humans. Um, and, you know, I had quit my previous job at the end of this last year, and but we had, we had time, especially when the pandemic started, we were looking at each other on these nights locked in our home. And thinking about like what do we do creatively? Uh, my partner's a filmmaker, and he was like, I can't, you know, I can't go out and like direct or shoot or be on a set for the foreseeable future. And you know, what does it look like to to tell stories right now? And and the initial idea was like, hey, let's interview and follow people week by week, like ten to twelve people around the world, and really understand their experience. And David started having conversations with folks and it quickly turned into something else where we were like, this is really about our connectedness as humans. That for the first time in our existence, we, every human on the planet, is impacted by this moment, this pandemic. Um, And yet we're, we're all impacted in unique ways, depending on our socioeconomic status, where we live, what our vocation is, culture, like there's so many different layers, right? and it it became a project to interview people around the world about their personal experiences during the pandemic to to really understand our global connectedness so now we've interviewed over 90 people around the globe Uh, the youngest is 11 years old the oldest is 75 in 20 plus countries and And it's all with the goal of understanding and connecting the dots of like, look, we're all going through this. Our own experiences are personal and unique, but we are connected. This is not a time for us to stick our head in the sand, for us to be nationalistic about like, we're just going to solve the pandemic within our own borders. And that's that, like, (laughs) it's a pandemic. It's global on purpose. We're in this together. And, um, we hope that these stories will make people feel more connected when they might feel disconnected or lonely, but also more empathetic because others might be saying some of the same things or sharing some of the same experiences that they're having in different parts of the planet. So the first episode has been released and uh, David is madly editing future episodes. I mean, now interviewing 90 plus people, we've just got so much content, Yeah, but it's been it's been a saving grace for us too. We figured out early on days where we interviewed people and really listened to other people's experiences were good days and days when we didn't were not so good days.
0: Yeah, totally. Because I, I know that's the reason I started this podcast because I wanted at first to gather mums at home and how that, you know, the stuff about roles and the conversations they were having with partners and kids and and then it quickly moved into women around the world and their experience of what was going on because it was like I I was like I've got to capture this moment even if I just nobody listens to it and I listen back and I've listened back to the first ones which were in March and it's like oh my god that feels so far away and yet (laughs) it doesn't right it's like and the and the common themes that came through were you know, whether people were at home with people who they were safe with or not safe with, because we know that happens. And then, you know, living in different countries, the common themes were they were just, they just wanted to be around good people. And they wanted to share what was going on. And, and yeah, there was like a a common thread, you know, that like linked everybody. And the fact that Mm -hmm. they could share these, stories with other women and then other women have taken from that well i don't feel so alone because i also know that that woman in france is feeling that and i'm in poland or whatever do you know um did any of it surprise you or were you like we kind of like oh i know what i kind of know what people are going to talk about uh
1: there's a couple layers to my answer to that One, um, you know, just going back and looking at our conversations in April compared to now, we ourselves were a lot more hopeful. And I think those who we were interviewing were too. It's like, this is our moment. This is is the time where people are really going to understand how critical all these issues are and how we're all connected and Pollyanna and Kumbaya and the whole bit. And by May, we were like, oh, man.
0: Fuck this.
1: People are not-, <laughs> not waking up. We're so divided. All this political shit. I and- just want yeah, to go I to mean- a
0: bar and have a gin and tonic God, <laughs> sake.
1: <laughs> so there's that. Um, but the other thing, and this is just a reminder for me personally, like we all have our assumptions about what people's experiences are. You know, I can have my assumptions about your experience just knowing it's like, OK, well, she lives in Queenstown and New Zealand and she's a mom. And like, I can assume what your experience is yeah. just based on my biases there. There's so much value in just sitting down and really listening to somebody else's yeah. experience. So it's like, for example, we interviewed someone who's a middle school teacher at a public school. And look, I'm super supportive of teachers. I had an idea of what it meant to be supportive of teachers in this context. And yet I had no idea truly what she was experiencing and the depths of stress and the things that she was navigating. And so it was just a reminder for me of like, we need to reach out to each other and actually listen. Like, I think this project has been so rich for us because we've asked questions and given people space to share their stories you know we're not talking about the weather we're not talking about errands and all of the surfacey stuff we're talking about how people feel yeah and it's such a privilege to like get that download from somebody of an hour of their time of like this is what my experience is really like
0: yeah yeah totally and we're doing there's a there's a project going on at the minute in queenstown around um retaining talent like that's the kind of the title of it and and talent is it it's a really you you kind of initially you think oh is that like singers and you know like my, my that's where my brain goes um but it's actually those those deep layers of people who make this place what it is whether they're well known or not they're under the surface the you know the the nurses, the doctors, the cleaners, the baristas, the shopkeepers, the everybody, the gardeners, mm-hmm. all those people. And we're trying to keep them here because for, for the most part, lots of them are really struggling to stay because anyway, like that was conversation anyway, regardless of the pandemic. But we want those people to stay because we need them and we need them to be here because it makes this place so culturally rich and, you know, that um, that. I kind of feel like a quilt like we all feed into that quilt of this place um but it's trying to you know this it's what what we found very quickly is the same names get brought up for those groups and those people are the absolutely exhausted people who are always asking others how they are and nobody's ever ever goes how are you actually because you're the people who usually ask um yeah. and that's what we found pretty quickly and those are the people who we're gonna lose because they're just like can't do it anymore i'm out yeah I well and
1: they're the as you said like the connective fiber of the community i mean i think about here you know it's like small businesses right i think it's like small businesses are just holding on by their fingernails here and particularly you know those who are owned by you know like immigrants and black and brown owned businesses because they just historically have had less access to capital or other sort of support systems. And, and you know, we, we take all those little businesses for granted, the yeah, you know, totally. little shop on the corner, et cetera. And yet like the pandemic started and everything shut up and you just feel energetically the difference. It's like, why do we live in a city? Why do we live in, in this place if, if not for the ability to like connect with all of those people? Yeah. Like they are the connectors.
0: Yeah, totally absolutely um and yeah and just trying to remember all that is also the weight of that is is huge as well for people because they're just like i'm just worried about so many people and it's like well actually at some point you have to go how am i and and what can i manage today um as well as trying to save the world you know (laughs) yeah it's it's a lot (laughs) it's a lot so when so the first episode is out when's do you know when the next one is gonna is due
1: in the next couple of weeks. Um, so the website is a-part.life. Yep. And apart, it's this play on like, look, we're, we're apart from each other. In order to take care of each other, we've been asked to be apart from each other. Yep. And yet we're all a part of this. Awesome. We're all a yeah. part of this moment. So yep. a-part.life, apart.life. Um, and the first, the trailer will be out soon. So we released episode zero, which was a bit of a teaser, we're doing a short trailer. And then episode one, which will be full length, uh, will be out in the next couple of weeks here. So Amazing. early October.
0: Well done. Yeah. Is it, your partner's locked away in a bedroom somewhere, de- desperately typing on the computer. <laughs> you're like, don't leave till it's finished. <laughs> Dark room. Exactly. 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 <laughs> I love it. Um, are you ready for your quick fire round? Sure. Okay. Uh, favorite hot beverage? Ginger tea. Ooh, good answer. Uh, what do you do well?
1: Connect people.
0: Uh, what's your favourite swear word? Fuck. Most people's. I love it. Uh, it's so, it's, fuck... it's so
1: many uses.
0: So many uses. Well, actually, last the last one I did was fuck it, and then I've had fuck that before. I'm <laughs> like, okay. Um, what's one thing you've tried and you'll never do again?
1: Ballet. I love to dance But not that rigid I'm like free form
0: Just (laughs) not not that rigid Um, No Hot bath or hot shower? Shower Uh, Have you got a favourite film? I know So many A tough one eh?
1: A cinema parody so just jumped into
0: me Oh good choice Uh, Do you wear a watch? No so many of you don't wear watches. like,
1: what I mean, we have self I feel like the world around us is constantly reminding us what time it is.: um, oh, I love it. Yeah.
0: Um, your favorite place to sit?:
1: Somewhere in Barcelona.
0: Oh, God, a bar.: <laughs> I want some heat at a minute. Um, favorite flower?
1: Hmm, tulip
0: tulips nice and da, 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 mu- uh, guilty music pleasure oh.
1: i i don't have a really good answer for that guilty music pleasure i love music there's like so much i know i love um, it.
0: justin timberlake afternoon uh if i need
1: <laughs> yeah i hmm. <laughs> I should have like an instant answer. I know to this. this
0: is quick fire. Come on. Yeah, good. it
1: sounds like, like more like Janet Jackson, Justin yeah, Timberlake, like all quick
0: pop. Yeah. It's all good. But it's good um, pop, so
1: I don't feel so guilty about it.
0: No, no, no. I know, and there is nothing guilty music about music anymore. It's just like whatever brings you joy, right? Um, yeah. And tell me what you're going to go and do right now, because what time is it there for you?
1: It's three uh, thirty in the afternoon on is a Sunday. Sunday. So yeah. Oh, weird. So That's we weird. are um, you. You were speaking from the future. I am. I, I, I always am. loved it, talking beautiful. to friends in New Zealand. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's snowing uh, and it's cold. So yeah, no. And here, is,
1: here it's, it's sunny. Um, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm teaching a course at the University of Washington this fall, which is the first time I've ever done this. I'm doing it all via Zoom. Uh, it's like a senior level seminar. So 30 students on public relations and society so I'll be spending the rest of my Sunday afternoon, like getting all my course materials ready. My first class is on Thursday. Um, I'm like nervously anxious about it. Ooh. Oh.
0: Any, anything goes, I say. I always say my, my mantra at the minute is fuck it because who cares anymore. It's like, just go and do that thing. And if it fails and doesn't do well, then who cares? <laughs> Yeah,
1: I, I figure like showing up is
0: exactly eighty
1: plus percent of the work at this point.
0: Exactly. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us, um, and we will chat to you very soon.
1: Pleasure. Thanks, Have
0: great.